Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Maybe it's it's the same. It's like the same input that or like... A vibe that drove Justin Timberlake to be on SNL for a little while. It's like, he's great in one lane. He's like, but I just, I got to get my yucks, man. (laughs) It's like, I'm so tired of of doing all this serious, pulling other people's titties out. I want to be funny. (laughs) That was the same era, wasn't it? That was like, oh yeah. Super bald, nip slipping (laughs) SNL of JT. I do like to believe that he pulled Janet Jackson's city out and everybody got so upset. He was like, I don't know. That shit was pretty funny. I want to explore this. I want to see what else I can do that makes people laugh. Yep, 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 there it is, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of Black conspiracy theories, and we finally work to prove that if we're finally going to defeat Jake Paul, then we're going to need to call on Jason Derulo. That's right. Stop looking to former athletes and trained fighters. They don't have the same hatred in their heart as a grown man who survived off of pretending to be a kitty cat on TikTok. We need the Derulo effect if we're going to overthrow Jake Paul's tyranny. These are facts, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just I'm just coming at you with cold, hard facts at this point. My name is Langston Kerman. You know me. I'm your host of this uh, nonsense podcast. And, and what, a, what a bit of nonsense have we gathered here today ladies and gentlemen what a a handful of of sillies and horror i think that we're going to unpack today and my guest today 
He's hilarious. He, he's a very talented comedian, uh, performer. You know him from his work on, on AP Bio. He was a writer on AP Bio. He has also been on The Good Place, performed on The Good Place. Very funny. Please give it up for my guest, Mr. Zeke Nicholson. Yo, yo, yo. Hell yeah. Mm, that's cool. That's nice. That like it's like a yeah, it feels digital, good. a digital warm welcome. I'm loving it. Yeah, no, I I I sourced that, baby. I I went to a bunch of individuals and said, <laughs> "Woo for me." Hell yeah! You that, did, my uncle is an audio engineer, and that's literally his job. Is like he goes to like outside and is like, "Hey, like we, that guy like stirring mayonnaise. Can I record that so can put in a commercial <laughs> later?" That's like truly his job. So I appreciate you. Uh, Hell yeah. yeah. Good for him that he has a job that that I think deserves to be treated like a very creepy thing, but then also (laughs) then becomes super helpful to everything in in Hollywood. That's it. You need it. Somebody's got to get that stirring mayonnaise down and and you've (laughs) got to be a hero to walk up to another human being and be like, hey, you stirring mayonnaise? Let me me put a microphone next to that. (laughs) For sure. Uh, well, thank you for having me. I'm no, this to is, be here. I'm excited you're here. You came to us with a conspiracy theory that that I wouldn't necessarily uh, immediately associate with the black community, <laughs> but yeah. that said, is not necessarily not black. Like it feels like some shit that that somebody's black ass family member. Yeah. would have suggested and everybody was like yeah i could see it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i feel it yeah, yeah but you said my mama told me aliens were involved in the disappearance of the malaysian airlines flight that's right yeah and to be ac- perfectly accurate it's not so much my mama told me but rather like my wild ass cousin michael told me oh man that Yes, MH370, as it's known in the community, was (laughs) taken by aliens in what I guess is just like a ripoff of the Bermuda Triangle. Like, it's not, that's not a new, it's not even a new point of view on airplanes disappearing, you know? Right, right, because that was essentially the whole, although was, and break this down for me, because I, I think I always understood the Bermuda Triangle as more of like a devil's land kind of vibes mm. where like planes were disappearing because because god couldn't uh cross that area you your understanding is that it's more like alien associated i yes i remember very clearly being in sixth grade and hearing about the bermuda triangle and for the first time understanding that it was like maybe a portal to outer space and that oh. Amelia had been like flown to another planet essentially oh that's that's actually kind of cool. I yeah. yeah, I I had heard portal, but I heard to hell is uh, <laughs> is what that triangle was. That was way darker and probably I. To be fair, I grew up in a very white place in upstate New York with a lot of white people. So maybe yeah, that yeah. was the white version of that. <laughs> white people, aliens. White people, hell. Uh, when sure. it comes to the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all got portals. Our portals That's- are just different. <laughs> White people's portals be like this, but black people's (laughs) portals be like this. Yeah, we get it. (laughs) Hell yeah. Um, But yeah, so my cousin Michael, I remember we were like, uh, they live in Arizona and he, or sorry, like most of my black family lives in Arizona and I had like gone out to a couple family reunions out there. And this one time we were at this reunion and he was telling me like, yo, he's like this kind of like heavy set, like really like 
It's one of those dudes whose eyes don't open all the way ever. Oh, <laughs> it's like yeah. maybe because he's always drunk and high, but also I feel like even when he wakes up in the morning, it's like he's like peeking through half slits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you like, if you smoke and drink enough, it becomes who you are, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It, your body does it adjusts it 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 turns into the person that that you've always wanted to be. Yes, totally. I remember the first time I met Michael, I was actually an adult, and he was like, "Hey, man." I remember, I didn't see you since you was a baby. What's up, <laughs> man? He's like, and that's very much his vibe. Yeah. So yeah, one time he, he had told me, he was like, yo, you know, they don't, they don't say this on the news, but M- Malaysia Airlines flight 370 was abducted by aliens. And he's like, I want to tell you, I remember this very specifically. He kept like trying to use the word obliterated, but instead he would say obliterated. Oh no, <laughs> Michael. Like, man, it was like, man, the flight, they could, they're trying to tell me that the flight got obliterated. No, <laughs> it was abducted by aliens. I swear. I swear. And he just went on and on about how MH370 had not been obliterated. It had been abducted. It was like, Michael, they didn't say it got obliterated. I assure you, that's not what they're trying to tell you. And if you listen more carefully, we, that's right. We'd solve this problem. That's, yeah, that's so fascinating. So I guess this, 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 covers a couple things because Michael tells you this and he's saying that it got obliterated. And Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've heard that either, right? That like, I think that for the longest, it was just like it crashed. We don't know where it crashed and we're just looking for, for any evidence of where it actually happened. But he's saying like, nah, that shit got turned to fucking dust. (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. It was like, because I do remember there was some discussion, like, had it been shot out of the sky? Yes. Like, was this a military thing? And so I guess he was running contrary to, like, he was like, I'm not going to take the main conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm, I'm going to mm-hmm. take the, like, even crazier conspiracy theory. Yeah. Because uh, even that, it was like, yes, it seems probably like it was some sort of accident and that it went down in an uncharted pocket of the ocean. Yes. But yeah, he was like, no, 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 no. It wasn't, it wasn't the Russians. It wasn't the U.S. government trying to cover the <laughs> shit up. It was aliens that abducted the planet. Right. He, side note, probably loves Manifest on NBC. <laughs> I'm sure that is like <laughs> right up his alley. <laughs> I love that as just a side note. Side note, this guy loves Manifest. So I don't know what that means to you and your listeners, but just take that and uh, run with it. That's right. Um, and not to throw too much at the kitchen sink, but it, I feel like it's relevant to the story also. Yeah. He, this was like a twofold conspiracy theory. One part of it was that the yeah, MH370 had been abducted by aliens, but somehow it was also coupled with the fact that mermaids were living under Greenland. Uh, okay. Wait a goddamn second. Yeah. Zeke, I'm a, listen, I was here with you. Uh, I knew where <laughs> we were going in this conversation. And then sorry, this additional fault. thing got added and it sort of is, uh, you really put some syrup on uh, my spaghetti and I'm trying Fair to enough. understand the connection here, but help me out. I honestly don't think it's like there's any real content connection, but what if, I did a little bit of research after this conversation because mm-hmm. I was like, what, what the fuck was this about? And it turned out that Animal Planet had aired a fake documentary about mer people living <laughs> in the Greenland Sea. So I think that Michael had just seen this and assumed it was like a genuine news report oh. or maybe it was like on YouTube or something. But yeah, he he took this, he inputted this information as being genuine. That's... And in his mind, it was like all connected to the, like the MH370, the mer people under Greenland. It's like, everyone's lying to you. 
you know, shit's going down that people don't want to talk about. That's so interesting to me because I do think, and I, I've never seen this documentary nor heard of it, and maybe it exists, maybe it doesn't, but I do think <laughs> that in terms of it being a uh, Discovery Channel uh, documentary, but I, I will say that that is the danger of these sort of like reputable spaces suddenly yeah. doing non-reputable things right? right like we see it all the time where like cnn will have like their their sort of like not newsy guy come and do an expose on his opinion about a thing and then suddenly it opens a space for a bunch of dumb people to yeah. treat not to say your cousin's dumb he oh, seems no, like a dumb. very That's bright fine. young man <laughs> A, a, a strong future in front of Michael, I think. He's definitely 45. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had a bright future and now he's he's living it, you know? But that said, I, I think it leaves a space for someone like Michael to be like, yo, if that is true, mm -hmm. what else is true? Yeah. Which is a good perspective when it comes to comedy, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's got it. He's got it down. Oh, the, the man can, the man sounds like he can improv with the best of He's great at improv. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is that. And I think it's like, it's also those, those reputable news pieces, like dipping into comedy, frankly, like they're trying to be like, what, look at this winky funny thing we're doing. And yeah, they don't see the damage that, that they're creating. Yeah, you know? fuck you, Wolf Blitzer. You don't get to, okay. to try to make me laugh, you piece <laughs> of shit. Just give me the news. Stick to your lane, man. It's you it's know? weird. It Cuomo used to do that shit back before yeah. we knew that uh we knew. I think we knew, but before we officially <laughs> knew that he was uh not great guy. But like the point the point is like you don't get to try to be a silly billy, man. I like know. you because you're going to undermine silly billy behavior right. on the back end. So make your choice. Either you're a silly billy or you're a serious person in media yeah. and we can't keep playing both sides of these things. Right. So, so Michael tells you this, that, that MH370 was abducted by aliens. What yeah. is your response? Because this is a man who it sounds like you didn't have like a, uh, a super tight relationship with, but, but you see occasionally, do you, yeah. do you walk with him down this trail or are you like, I check off here, my man? I think like my, I'm like this with a number of my family members who have very strong points of view. I, I will never be like, no, and sort of divert away. I will just sort of like walk alongside them as they monologue at me. Sure. My father is very much this way too. It's like, I don't know. I don't know if your black family is like this, that it's like, there's a certain level of like dialogue is not, it's not always the most important. It's more like, yo, I got this point of view. Like, let me share it with you. And then somebody else being like, yes, I also have a second and unrelated point of view. And then right. it's a lot of people just sort of like sharing their opinions. And so. Yeah, when he was telling me this, it was a lot of like nodding and being like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, just sort of taking it in and being like, I don't I don't know where any of this is coming from, but I, I I'm with you, man. Sure. Which to your credit, I think I think is number one, very noble to uh wow, thank to, you. <laughs> <laughs> to allow him the space to express himself fully. But the other part of it I I, I at least personally find is that it's a lot easier and maybe healthier to join people in their walk than mm -hmm. it is to like try to obstruct the walk that they're on that like sure at the end of the day whether you agree with him or not you going and trying to refute it is not going to heal him 
he he's yeah. made his choice. Totally. I'm not there to change his mind. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's and I don't think there's anything that I could have said that was really gonna like he, he was clearly gleaning some joy from this whole experience. And mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to take that away from him for somebody that I don't see that often, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I want him to believe in magic, you know? He deserves that. <laughs> I want this forty five year old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to have all the whimsy he wants in his world. Yeah, he deserves that. Let me let me ask you this, because I think this sort of connects to what we were just saying about, about allowing Michael to have his, his magic. I wonder if you feel like there's any danger in Michael's beliefs in the thing, in, in this MH370 alien abduction. Is this a thing that that we should be concerned about and need to correct? Or is that kind of just a nice, sweet uh, conspiracy theory? You kiss him on the forehead and you go about your business kind of. Yeah, I guess there's two ways to look at it. Like, I think treated as an isolated thing. I Mm -hmm. think it's pretty light and fun and funny. And like, I don't think there's a ton of danger coming from that. But I think it relates back to what we were saying before. It's like genuinely confusing to certain people when when animal planet a place that you go for nature documentaries is just as a joke airing fake shit and then people are like wait so this must be real and like not everyone is as discerning about the media as we are yeah sure okay (laughs) okay wake up man so yeah and i think it's like frankly i do think it ties into so much of like what is happening with people getting like radicalized on youtube like i think this is a really light version of that so uh, the answer is both yes and no. I think to that to that question. That's fair. Um, I it it is it's fascinating, right? Because a part of me almost wonders if Animal Planet was sitting there making this documentary and like, ain't nobody watching this shit. This is this is gonna be some three a.m. Our numbers are are super low. The people that are on it are probably high and indifferent, and it just is background noise. And then there's one or two people that take it seriously enough that suddenly we're in a different conversation. Yeah. Well, this is an incredible tidbit to that point. The two highest rated things ever on Animal Planet were Mermaid Documentary Part 1 and Mermaid Documentary Part 2. Get the fuck out of here. I swear to God, I just read it in the LA Times. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So what they, does that these say people about our are thinking <laughs> we're making nonsense for nonsense people who like Animal yeah. Planet but don't want to pay attention. And instead, they made fucking gold for their channel. Yeah, it was a huge hit for them. God damn it. So now, and then that's what makes it scary, right? Because now they probably feel an obligation to right. match the success of Mermaid Documentaries 1 and 2. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. And I do think that they've continued to be like, oh, Yeti, like, uh, whatever. Like, all these, you know, paranormal activity things. Like, Yeah, no fucking way do you air Mermaid 1 and Mermaid 2. It, it's that big of a hit, and then you go back to <laughs> yeah. do Elephant's Feel. Right, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been known that Elephant's Feel, okay? It's, it's time to get to the real shit. Can Sloth uh, communicate? Let's find out in an hour expose. <laughs> fuck out of here. We're about to talk about a goddamn uh, Loch Ness monster That's for the it. next eight hours. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like, I don't know. What's your like, what's your view on the whole YouTube rabbit hole, changing people's beliefs and the algorithm sort of like shoving you into a point of view that maybe was not yours to begin with? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I read, 
I didn't read. <laughs> I don't read. Uh, I <laughs> come on, come on. I listened to this documentary that was like a connected podcasty documentary thing connected to uh, to the Daily called The Rabbit Hole. That's oh, I sort did of, as well. Did you listen to that? It, yeah. it explores like this that one dude's journey from going from like a hyper liberal kid to then becoming essentially a like super conservative, basically a white supremacist. And then once again, finding his way back to being like super liberal and anti sort of like all the, the things that are Trumpisms, but all of it was based on the algorithm that the internet was feeding him. And that to me is terrifying because if there, there's a part of me that wants to believe I'm so much better than a person like that, right? That I, I'm not going to be a person that falls into that that sort of pocket or, or into that that dangerous space. But then yeah. I think like there's so much of my daily feed that probably is just people repeating back things that I want to hear or that would affirm my beliefs. And so yeah. it's it's terrifying. It scares the shit out of me. I guess it's the best answer I could give you. Yeah, I find it all incredibly interesting and of course i'm not immune to it by any means but like i just think it's such a yeah just that that we are like living through an age in which like people's brains are just changing rapidly due to a technology that we don't have control over and like and that's not even it it sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory when you say it like that but it just is the reality of the situation yeah and and even scarier we're not going to get control over this shit no you know what i mean like like maybe uh is in theory the humanity survives whatever horrible shit we're doing to ourselves right now and we make it generations from now maybe they will be able to handle whatever this is but no one in our lifetime is about to just suddenly like break open from whatever like a seal we're trapped in and be you know more insightful about all of this stuff we're just all gonna keep falling into the same traps that's it yeah it's also crazy how many people that like run the alt-right also went through that exact same mm-hmm. like cycle where they were sort of like kind of like I voted for Obama and then I like realized that when I posted like kind of crazy shit on the internet, it got like way more likes and, and yeah. engagement. And then they kept going further and further. And now they're like, yeah. Yeah, it's Candace wild. Owens was a, a girl in like her her like undergrad and and sort of like younger days spending her time like representing like her her black student union and shit and then at some point she figured out that being a a hateful bigot was more profitable and part of that was her getting all that she got in had some lawsuit with her university that she she lost or or had challenges with felt like there was nobody supporting her and everybody was calling her stupid so she was like well these motherfuckers don't call me stupid they support me so here I am. Now I'm a hyper conservative. And it's not because she believes it, or at least at the time believed it. It was just yeah. profit. Yeah. So if we see Michael at the next January 6th <laughs> rally, we know what happened. <laughs> Here's the thing. I do think, at least based on what you're describing, Michael's not going there because... No, 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 no. That's a lot of effort for him. Yeah. It, well, <laughs> if he is going, he's, he feels like a real sideline character to me. You know what <laughs> I mean? True. Like, there were all those people at the January 6th shit who were, like, there for yeah. a different reason, and then stuff started getting buggy, and they were like, I'm not. I'm not yeah, running the stairs. I just, I came to right. talk about the mermaids. Oh, yeah. release the mermaids, Joe Biden. 
he's definitely not the one climbing the railing. He's the one being like, man, it should look kind of rickety to me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, see, they want you to climb the railing because that's how they kill you, brother. Stay down here with me. Let's get that's a sandwich. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this last question before we go to break, because I do think this is going to be an important one for laying some of the groundwork. We've talked about sort of like the absurdity of conspiracy theory, but I haven't asked you how much you actually believe in aliens. Like, where are you at in the the alien of it all? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in on aliens. Mm-hmm. Like, not not in a, like, immediate or present, not even danger, but just, like, force. Like, I don't think there... I would be surprised if there was an alien contact in my lifetime, but I do believe that it just is scientifically improbable given the scope of the universe that other sentient life does not exist. Sure. So so for you, they are not a uh, they're not hanging out here and uh, abducting airlines, but they certainly oh, yeah. exist out in the universe. I think that's right. Yeah, that's where I come down on that. Well, Michael you? is not going to forgive. He's not. For... You don't like that. No. <laughs> it's, a, it's a much less whimsical point of view. Uh so, You're like, yeah. yeah, I guess it exists. And he's like, no, motherfucker, wake up. <laughs> wake up. They're under Greenland with the mermaid. <laughs> They're plotting our next Malaysian <laughs> abduction. So okay. Like, to what end? Sorry, just last thing. No, like, please. What do the aliens even want the plane for? Like, that's the follow-up question that these people have. It's a, it's like, a wonderful question and and I truly don't know and I don't think anything that I've that I've read has answered that question but <laughs> but I do think that is what keeps people going because if they had a definitive answer they would be able to say like oh okay well that's silly or no that's mm-hmm. not correct whereas if they just go we don't even know what the fuck they want it for. It's That's like, it. oh, mm. it keeps the mystery alive. I puff, like puff fast, baby. Keep that, yeah. keep that shit going. Hell yeah! <laughs> All right, cool. we're gonna take a break. We'll be back with more Zeke Nicholson and more. My mama told me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. And we are back. Yeah, we're back yeah. here with more Zeke Nicholson, more my mama tight. told me. We're still talking about the possibility that Malaysian Airline 370 was not uh, shot down, was not lost, was not ob- ob- obliterated, obliterated from the sky, obliterated, excuse me, from <laughs> the sky, uh, but was in fact abducted by aliens. Is is Michael the type of person who is learned enough in this space that he has like an alien source. Do you know what I mean? Is he like, yo, these aliens from this planet have been known to do blah, 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 or this type of thing is happening in these places? Or is he just like aliens blanket statement? Enjoy your corn on the cob. Yeah. I feel like it's more the latter. Like he's not, it doesn't feel like there's like a focused nuanced sort mm. of like deep dive on the conspiracy. It's a bit of like a catch all, which is why I think, we got aliens and mer people like in the same four sentences. Like, I think it's just, here's all the shit you don't know. Right, right. It also sounds like he was really excited to see you. He was (laughs) like, yo, Zeke, here's everything I learned. (laughs) I'm trying to remember like, what was it that I was doing or saying that like was setting him up to share this with me? And I can't remember. So probably nothing. He's just like, yo, here it is. You're like, yeah, we start our writer's room next week. He's like, no, writer's room. (laughs) Have I got information for you? (laughs) Okay, let's jump into some of this research because I do think that a fair amount of this is is at least worth exploring in terms of in terms of uh, uh, Michael's theory and whether or not maybe maybe this will help shift you closer to Mm. to where Michael has landed. So let's start with the basics. Right, March eighth. 2014, 12.42 a.m., Malaysian Malaysian Airlines Flight 370 takes off from Kuala. Is that how you say that? I'm not. I don't know. Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, Kuala Lumpur. Oh, a traveled man. I love that. Towards Beijing. They're going from Malaysia to China. It makes it uh, it makes it to its cruising altitude of thirty five thousand feet. They check in with the various sort of air traffic people that they need to check in with multiple times. And then thirty five thirty nine minutes, excuse me, into the flight, it disappears off of the radar and was never heard from again. So analysis from like, I guess their more advanced radar system says that that flight continued to fly around for another seven hours that like they have documentation of it actually continuing to be in the air for another seven hours, but they don't, I guess, because of whatever, I'm not a a well-versed enough uh, airline traffic person to understand, but they basically could know that it's in the air based off the information they were getting, but they couldn't precisely locate it while it was in the air for that seven hours. I'm curious to know 
if you think during that seven hours, or given the fact that it was seven hours remaining in the air, if that would somehow sway Michael in either direction? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess, uh, yeah, I don't. That's an interesting tidbit. I actually hadn't read that. Like, I had I had heard the thing that it was on because there's like two radars. One right, like one in in Kuala Lumpur, and then it was like flying to Beijing. And I guess there's like a certain point at which the radar tracking gets handed off to the destination airport. Yeah. So actually, before they even got to Beijing, they were being handed off to Vietnam, I believe. There was like Mm. an airport in Vietnam that they were supposed to be handed off to. And in that handoff, shit got wonky. They got lost. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the seven hours would, would sway Michael either way. I feel like, to me, it is interesting it really it's like what went wrong like Mm -hmm. i think that's like part of what is is so captivating about the story is like we live in this really really digital age to the point that it's almost inconceivable that there could be a thing that would be gone for seven hours with no digital trace yeah Yeah. so i i I love that you brought that up because a lot of the things that i read and specifically one article that i read talked a lot about sort of like the fact that technological advances makes the birth of conspiracy theory in this way, right? That because we're so reliant on technology and because we we believe so much in our technology that we, we cannot fathom the idea that our technology would fail us in this way. And so without an answer, because of our, our technology all working the way that it does and no yeah. ability to find a fucking plane now, now almost a decade later they're you're, they're sitting there and they're like well there has to be another answer yeah. i.e aliens pick that bad boy up yeah totally yeah well if i'm putting myself in michael's shoes i think he would probably say that the whatever like technology the aliens were employing to begin the abduction process opening the portal jamming our sensors Mm. all of this like that process just takes time so (laughs) those seven hours were all sort of like prepped to the portal opening and at the end of the true disappearance occurred that was like when wow you know sure Uh, the media oversells how quickly getting beamed up actually is it's <laughs> it's really good. more of a seven hour process it's like cooking a brisket if it... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was gonna say it's like dial-up internet <laughs> it just, it takes a long time <laughs> like, yo we could beam them up but shit you know that's like seven hours so it's so loud <laughs> just watch all of peaky blinders while you wait to uh be abducted by aliens i guess that's it so okay one of the things that that sparks, I guess, this this whole alien side of it, right? Because there are a lot of conspiracy theories that get thrown around. People say that the plane was hijacked by passengers. There are people who say the plane was shot down by uh, an enemy country. They said that the plane got lost in personal. Uh, my personal favorite, this is the one that I enjoyed the most, was a, a person who claimed that she heard the plane was the same color as Vladimir Putin's plane. And I guess his enemies got the two planes confused mm. and and subsequently uh, obliterated uh, <laughs> yes. the fake Vladimir Putin plane <laughs> instead of the the Malaysian airline or, you know, instead of the real one. Wow. That's wild. I had not heard that. Yeah. It was some Australian lady in a video who uh, 
who you could tell she doesn't have a family who respects her very much either. So, sure. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, the guys, like, giving Vladimir his plan? They're like, what color do you want it? He's like, it's the same color as the Malaysian airline. I love those planes. They're so good. It's like, I studied abroad in Malaysia. <laughs> it reminds me of that. The audience can't see it, but you're stroking a beard. Yeah, and yeah, Vladimir yeah. Putin is infamously bald-faced. But I mm-hmm. love that you're like, nah, he's evil. He strokes it's a the beard. only way I can get into character, you know? And it's a pretty mediocre accent, I would say. Let's kind of put on the spot. I don't know. It, it was pretty good for me. It was so good <laughs> that I didn't even attempt my version of it because I was like, nah, he nailed it. I, I'm not going to compete. Fair enough, fair enough. So... Yeah. The the question of aliens, though, I was like, where the fuck do aliens come from all of this? But apparently the alien side of it came out in March 2018, right around the four year anniversary of the plane's disappearance. A voicemail surfaced on Twitter. Very reputable site. Very Mm -hmm. reliable source for any information that you need. Twitter.com. If any of my users are hoping to find (laughs) real information, please go to Twitter.com where everyone is kind to each other and telling the truth. But that said, on, uh, on Twitter... This voicemail pops up that was supposed to have originated from Flight MH370's black box. And this recording went viral and eventually the voicemail was translated to, and I'm quoting here, danger, SOS. It is dire for you to evacuate. Be cautious. They are not human. SOS, danger, SOS. Whoa. Yeah. I did not, I had not heard any of this. This is breaking news to me. (laughs) (laughs) This news from March of 2018 is fucking breaking. (laughs) I mean, that's, listen, whether or not you believe, that is bone chilling. To hear that, those words put put together, uh, you see why people are connect to it. You know? Yeah, and even even more so. So they they release this voicemail, right? And then they re- they also add a series of numbers, which was assumed to be coordinates, followed by the message, right? Mm-hmm. So th- the website Snopes, who I you know I personally refer to them as hater.com but snopes <laughs> uh later discovered that this was completely fabricated right that this was uh, a completely made-up voicemail and had nothing to do with the black box which was never found for malaysian airlines flight 370 but one of the more fascinating things that i felt about this and i'd be curious to hear your thoughts is how crazy you have to be to make a fake voicemail for 239 dead people. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, that's so crazy. That's like, in the same way where we'll never know the answer to like, if if we're saying the aliens did abduct it, like for what reason or to what end, we'll never know the answer. Like for what reason and to what end did this person make this voicemail? Dog. Like, what, what are you after? What's your goal? <laughs> Did you succeed? It's not even like you get to be famous from it. Do you know what I mean? If you do a trolley thing, but you get to be the face of the trolley thing, it's not my it's not my bag. I'm not a trolley guy, but I get it. You're like, I'm gonna be a a troll. I'm gonna make some money off this shit. This is tight. But if you do a trolley thing 
that you can't even attach yourself to. And it just hurts real families <laughs> who yeah. are desperately hoping to find their lost loved ones. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah, this feels like connected to that. Did you read the one that was the phantom cell phone theory? No, please tell me about this. This is exciting. That, yeah, so that was like a, a theory about this that was floating around, which I, apparently like when when the family members of people who were on the flight realized that it was missing, they tried calling them and the phones were like going through. They were ringing but they weren't getting picked up. So people were like, they were like, oh, they're in a place where their phones still exist, but they can't answer them. And I don't know if that is like tied into the aliens or whatever, but yeah, same thing. Eventually the the cell phone company had to be like, no, you can still get a ring back even if the phone has been destroyed or is underwater or whatever. Like, uh, that's so crazy. But yeah, just that's such a haunting image of like people like trapped in this sort of like limbo space and their phones ringing, but they can't answer them. What if they called today and somebody's like, hello? (laughs) (laughs) And this is the plot of Manifest on NBC. (laughs) Literally. Are you working on Manifest? What is happening here? (laughs) I'm unrelated to Manifest on NBC, but it's a great show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to look it up later. You're going to be like an EP on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just pushing (laughs) Manifest. You were so worried I wasn't going to give you a chance to plug at the end that you were just like, I got (laughs) to... I got to slip my plugs in right in the middle. That's it. That's it. So one of the things that also people point to, I guess, in terms of the reason that this conspiracy theory took off the way that it did and became as as sort of like uh, hauntingly, uh, you know, widespread in the way that it did was the 24-hour news cycle, specifically mm-hmm. CNN, they blame, for for this specific conspiracy theory. So Malaysian airline goes missing. CNN, like through, uh, I guess, a series of polls, decides that this is like the most popular thing that they could be talking about during this time. And so they go on like this super push to like sell, sell, sell Malaysian Airlines Flight 370. And so they're, they're doing everything they can to like make people keep watching about this missing airline, Mm. even though at this point, and this is weeks and weeks on end, right? At this point, these governments are needing to come together to search more than 150 square kilometers of water to be able to potentially find where they think this plane might be. So they know they're not going to find anything. They know they have zero answers to offer a public, but because it's the 24-hour news cycle, they keep pretending like there's more information coming down the pipeline. And Mm -hmm. as the audience started to realize that there was that the or started to feel at least that the people with answers were failing them, they started to fill in answers themselves, Mm. hence aliens and Vladimir Putin. Interesting. All right. So this media landscape has has fostered these these theories. It it ain't helping. I think is is a great uh, interpretation of this. Even if you don't want to blame yeah. Jake Tapper personally, he definitely didn't like. Uh, he didn't uh, fucking 100%. nail it during this time. I remember when you were saying that. I was like flashing to the uh, Trump 
tax returns. Like, do you remember when Rachel yes. Maddow got Trump's tax returns? And it was like, oh, this is redacted <laughs> shit. And it was just, like totally normal, but they just built it up for days that this was like the bombshell that was coming. And, it was fucking yeah. crazy. She's like holding up papers, being like, he wrote off all his sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. He's, he he's treating lunch like a business expense. Yeah. And you're like, who fucking cares? Um, yeah, I get that. I mean, I get, I totally like, as a person who had that reaction to the, to the Trump stuff, I was like, I could see if you were like really invested in the Malaysian airlines flight and they keep letting you down with, with the conclusions, I I might be out there trying to write, write my own ending. No, you got to write manifest on NBC. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're getting to the truth. I mean, no, uh, AP bio. uh, But yeah, no, I think it's we as humans are naturally curious and and sort of like want answers, want sort of like a completion of all stories. I think that's sort of like an instinct of the human experience. And with that, this is a story that could not complete itself for various reasons. And so the easiest thing to do would be to complete it on our own rather than allowing, you know, the, the fear to overcome us. Yeah. Totally. Nobody wants blue balls with a story, you know? I like that. the end. <laughs> Tagline for the show. <laughs> I like that. You got to put that on your resume. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody wants blue balls, dot, 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 with a story. With a story. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> uh, oh, man. So one of the things that this also got me thinking about is how many other documented plane disappearances actually have happened throughout history. And mm. as it turns out, there's been a ton of them. In fact, there's all, there's even been 12 of them documented since 2001, right? Wow. There's 12 documented disappearances of planes. Now, some of those documented disappearances, like pieces of the planes have shown up in a way that like they do know it was obliterated. Mm. It, uh, it, it no longer is a disappearance as much as just that plane blew up. That said, there are a few where like they truly still don't know what happened. However, all of that being true, these planes, the other planes, excluding Malaysian Airlines Flight 370, were manned by no more than eight people, and most of which had only like one or two folks on them. Mm. So this is a big deal that a plane with 239 versus two is disappearing from the sky. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah, it's it, it's frankly, I think, impossible. It's it's not normal, let's say. Yeah. Hmm. Do you we don't have to get to it yet, but do you have an opinion on what occurred? Uh, I think that there is probably a very high chance that that some sort of like international incident transpired. I might. Mm-hmm. I, my feeling is, is that like they did some fuck shit to this plane and enough governments are attempting to cover it up because of the national, international implications of something yeah. like that. That said, I don't think that they intentionally are hiding the pieces of the plane as much as like it got blown out of the sky in a way that like when they do find stuff, it ain't it ain't good. And if we show it to you, this is going to get ugly kind of thing. Yeah. It does seem crazy that like, I, I, I I don't disagree that that seems like a viable path, but it's like, it feels nuts that let's say they were like, Oh, a nine 11 esque thing is about to occur with Mm -hmm. this plane. 
Russia, the U.S., China, whoever is like, we got to blow this motherfucker out of the out of the air. But then for even like no debris to exist, like for the for the for all those major world powers to coordinate in such a way that nobody was like, yo, but I did find the tail fin and like yeah, here yeah, it is yeah. on eBay or whatever. <laughs> like it's so crazy. We but found a bunch of those little cups that they give you when they <laughs> yeah. when they fill you up with Sprite. I found a Seagram's to derail that is Malaysian <laughs> only. You know where it came from. Yeah. No, it's fucking it's odd in a way that makes me feel like it it had to be something more substantial than just crashing. But again, right. that searching that amount of territory uh, specifically in, in in such a uncharted area. Like, I yeah. think that's an important factor here that a lot of people don't consider is that, like, the world don't really fuck with the Indian Ocean like that. Mm-hmm. We don't know a lot about it, and they don't really know how to find stuff there already. And then yeah. this plane went down in a way that they truly lost track of everything. So yes. it's tough. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Not to further the white savior narrative, but do you think Sully could have saved the day? Oh, 100% Sully would have Me saved too. this plane. Me too. You, you got to believe think he in Sully. he would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> Sully is our king. He's the only white savior that I believe in is Sully Sullenberger. Uh, <laughs> He's a true, genuine white savior. Like <laughs> He did it. He fucking did it. When everybody else was failing us, he fucking did it. And then he shut the fuck up about it. He, That's it. He did it. And then he he just went and he's not like going and doing sweet, like kick flips with new planes. He's like, <laughs> yeah. he's just chilling. I fucking like that guy. Hell yeah. That said, if his politics are shitty, I do not I hold me accountable just gonna say, for anything like the- that... Kind of celebrity that Trump would be like, yo, I'm friends with him. <laughs> right. He's just at Mar-a-Lago next week and and just saying something mean to a Mexican man on camera. And we're like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Fuck, Sully. <laughs> okay, here's the last thing that I'll tell you before we go to break is that I I the last thing that I wanted to to look up, given the fact that airlines do or airplanes rather do disappear, is is there any documented evidence of other planes being stolen by aliens? And specifically, mm-hmm. I read this story about this Australian pilot, Frederick Valentix. I Valentix, I'm not sure how to say the name, but uh while flying on October 21st, 1978 in route to King Island on a 130-mile nautical trip, he basically calls into air flight services saying that he uh, has an unidentified flying object maneuvering around him. And he, the, specifically the, the voice or the, the communication says that he said, seems to be a large aircraft below 5,000, just passed over me at least a, at least a thousand feet above. He was at 4,500 feet. It's approaching right now from due east towards me. It seems to me that he's playing some sort of game. pretty haunting now here's where it gets even odder is he sends this and then the transmission gets crazier because he first he complains that the other aircraft was sort of like approaching him then he says it gets completely stationary next he says it's orbiting above him and then he reported a rough sounding engine and the transmission was lost ending with a loud metallic noise and he was never heard from nor was the plane ever found again whoa that's pretty good Yeah, it's pretty good. Now, that said, 
A lot of people point to the fact that uh, that this dude uh, was a alien like fanatic well before he went into the air. Mm. And so very well could uh, could just be like a weirdo who crashed his plane because he's yeah. uh, nuts. They also point to the fact that they think he might have faked his own death. But either way. There's a real possibility this dude got abducted by by aliens, and uh, we we have it documented in some version of 1978 voicemail. It seems like in that world, he's probably thrilled about that, right? Like if he's already pro alien, and then yeah. he gets confirmed, <laughs> and they're like, "That's the one we want." Like he's like, "Fuck yeah, beat me up," you know? He's like, "Fellas, it's happening. It's me." <laughs> <laughs> This is what I've been wanting. Just, you know, oh, Frederick, finally right. <laughs> I hope they say my last name right. <laughs> they told me I was crazy, but oh, Freddie's finally right about something. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more Zeke Nicholson and more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. And we are back. Yeah, we're back here with more Zeke Nicholson. More my mama told me. We're still talking about the possibility that Malaysian Airline 370 was was snatched out of the sky by some little green motherfuckers or tall gray motherfuckers. Who knows mm. what kind of aliens they were? We do know they love stealing Malaysians. I think that's safe <laughs> to yeah. say. Oh, wait. Sorry. Side note, though. Did you read that there were significantly more Chinese people on the plane than any other uh, race? 
I thought that was very interesting. I think it was like a lot of Chinese people who had been traveling to Malaysia and were returning home. And see, that actually makes me feel stronger about this being a potential international incident mm-hmm. because China ain't nothing to play with. You know what I mean? No, like, no. you can't fuck around and just kill 200 and let's say 10 Chinese people and expect yeah. them to like go, you know, without answering uh, some sort of with some sort of response. Sure. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah. I, I ain't digging too far into that nonsense. <laughs> No, no, I agree with you. (laughs) Okay, let's play a game. This is a a fun game, uh, a classic game on this show. It's a a classic game called White Lies. You're ugly. You're disgusting. I'm going to kill you. Give me $200. White Lies. Zeke, this is is an easy game where I'm going to introduce to you a, a classic white conspiracy theory, a conspiracy theory that seems to be relatively popular in the white community. And what I would love for you to do is just break down for me why you think this conspiracy theory seems to be so popular in the white community. What are white people holding on to with this bad boy? Perfect. Hell yeah. So this is a fun one. And it's it's alien related. I, I wanted to make sure we stayed on theme for this episode. But have you ever heard of the Black Knight satellite? No. So apparently there's something called the Black Knight satellite, which many conspiracy theorists are nervous about because it's this space object. It's not Uh, Well, I won't decide that, but it is a space object that is basically uh, known amongst conspiracy theorists and some believe is an alien spacecraft circling the Earth. And NASA has had to address it. It's it's become so popular that they had to come out and say, no, it's just a, a piece of space junk. There's no reason to be afraid of this. It has nothing to do with aliens. We know exactly what it is. But a lot of people maintain that it is an alien spacecraft called the Black Knight Satellite. My question for you is, what's going on there? What are white people so focused on here? I mean, from jump, it's got the word black in the title. There's a bit of white fright there yep. uh, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, honestly, you know, like as you were explaining it to me, I was, I feel like there is in the sort of like, dominant white culture like this general fear of other people taking what they've got and i feel like obviously that applies to minorities of all different types but i do think weirdly that same type of thinking applies to this like abstract quote-unquote evil of like aliens coming for our shit yeah so much of like the American ideal is like founded on like, I'm on my porch, motherfucker. And like, don't you like, I'm gonna protect my shit. Yeah. And like, but I feel like the other half of that is like, there's always a threat that is imminent. And I feel like the idea of like, there's a satellite right now above us, just waiting for the right moment to strike. I've got to get my guns. I've got to like protect my house and my friends and my community. Like it all feels like the, it feels like a logical extension of, so many of those points of view that are like, uh, yeah, exhibited in slightly more grounded ways. Whoa. Regularly. Yeah, that's all right. That's I, I like that. That's called motherfucking bars, nigga. <laughs> you know nothing about that. You nailed that. That's a good answer. I do think that so much of the the culture 
of the way humans and specifically white humans on this planet as sort of like the lead conquerors of today see things is that something is coming to take the things that they've conquered away from them. Yeah. And there's no evidence whatsoever that aliens, uh, if they could travel to us, have a need for what we have. But there is this constant instinct still on the side of white people and the powers that be to be like, I bet they want our shit. And that's Mm -hmm. fucking crazy. Like, I do actually believe that aliens exist. I do actually believe that there's some possibility that they visited this planet or at least have, like, come into contact with certain people. But I don't think they need us. In fact, I think they think we're fucking losers. But white people often do not think that way. And that's crazy to me. Yes. There's, like, a weird narcissism that is connected to white supremacy. It's, like, and it makes sense. It's, like, the whole idea is founded on this, like, central pillar of like this is the most important thing that exists like my existence trumps all else yeah i feel like yeah that that is like applied sort of like at large when when you're like those motherfucking aliens want my (laughs) my cattle ranch and it's like we should have a space force to to prepare (laughs) yeah and the irony is, when those motherfucking aliens do come, we go need Will Smith and the crew to save <laughs> us, all right? You think it's not going to be a bunch of black people on that fucking Space Force? <laughs> I think that's why Will Smith's getting back in shape. I think that's why he's he's doing all that jogging is because he knows. He got the coming. early celebrity memo that uh, the aliens are inbound. Oh, Donnie gave him a call. He's like, Will, we need you. I'm putting all my racist... Uh, racist efforts behind i i need all i need the classic will smith you got to get ready that's it he's like let me see if the flight suit still fits he's in his closet <laughs> he's like nope jada i'm jogging stop cheating on me i gotta go jog hell yeah well zeke we did it this was this was a, a lovely time i i love this so much could you tell the people at home where they could find you and what cool shit you have going on you know, I uh, am not on social media in any way anymore. Ooh, very brave. Because I don't want the aliens coming after me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you could check out AP Bio. It's on Peacock. You could watch uh, Miracle Workers. is on HBO Max. I worked on that show as well. Hell yeah. And uh, keep an eye out for for stuff I might be involved in. Yeah, keep an eye out. But don't check social media for that eye. Don't check social. You, you won't That's be it. there. Don't send me all the fucking bullshit if you think we got something wrong. I don't care. I don't care. Good luck finding him, bitch. He ain't out there. That said, uh, please go watch AP Bio and Miracle Workers. They're both very funny shows. And as always, you can follow me at Langston Kerman on all social media platforms. I'll never leave you on those websites. I'm too desperate. (laughs) Uh, And please, uh, you can subscribe, uh, follow the podcast, write reviews, hurtful or kind. I don't care. And uh, send any theories you may have to mymamapod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Okay. That's everything. Bye, bitch.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.